しいですね。Welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Fascination from the Truth, recorded autumn 1996 at Paisley Park and released on the 29th of July 1998. On the track, it is the fullest band that is on this album.、Uh, you have Prince, you've got Rhonda Smith, Cat Dyson, Mike Scott gets the guitar solo.、Um, I guess because Prince is on the acoustic, so he gets the electric guitar solo. And then you have Kirk Johnson.、Uh, the song is four minutes fifty-five, which makes it the longest track on this album. And joining me to talk about today is Spencer Seams. Hello, Spencer. Hello. In terms of like a genre.、Uh, Um, I feel,、uh, I don't know, because this is this this song kind of has a line in it、mm-hmm. which puts it in the, a particular genre of a subgenre of Prince songs from around this time, which is where he says the words "so-called king gives birth to so-called prince," and this falls into like a, a weird genre of songs where Prince would ha- would ask people what's his name. Or he'd give himself、mm. nicknames, or he'd say the word prince, but not as in that's his name, because obviously he's he's just a symbol at this point.、Yeah. It's just a weird subgenre where he kind of keeps mentioning his own name, but insists that nobody else can call him by that name.、Mm. Um, but in terms of like the actual the actual kind of song, it feels to me like it's a bit like kind of、um, I always feel like it's a bit of like a feverish dance number. Yeah, it feels like、uh, Latin jazz influenced a little bit, almost like、yeah. not not quite Santana. But it's a little, it's it, it's veering in that territory a little bit, but like Prince's version of like doing a, a Santana song almost. Do I mean yeah? It, it certainly has like a, a there's kind of a you know there is a kind of jazz influence, but there also feels like there is a a kind of you know a South American influence in there as、yeah. well.、Um, but to me, like it always feels like very feverish because of the way that Prince delivers like the choruses,、mm-hmm. um, you know, and just the repetition of the word fascination, like. And the way he sings "I Want You," where his voice kind of it doesn't break, but it kind of it kind of goes down in a, in a way. And there's some kind of chord changes in here as well that are、mm-hmm. kind of kind of make the song feel very kind of dark and kind of foreboding in a way. <laughs> it's, it's, but it, there's a lot. There's a lot of well,、uh, you know, like the kind of the you know the the actual content of the song. You know, talks about you know pills, and it talks about you know like、um, you know getting high and. You know that's why it always makes me feel like it's it's kind of very feverish because he he kind of talks about like you know、uh, you know f- kind of the headache the you know that you moan and you know like all that kind of stuff that like there's there's certain things in here you know he says cold sweat a couple of times so I'm like、yeah. it feels like he's 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 singing this song be- like kind of in a manic way because he like has some kind of fever and he's trying to make it break or something like it, I don't know it's it, it's on the entire album it kind of stands out mostly because he's got the full band. You know, you've got like bass, you've got drums, you've got,、um, you know,、uh, Kirk Johnson doing some backing vocals. You've got Ronda Smith and Cat Dyson on backing vocals. You also have this kind of guitar solo from Mike Scott that sets it aside from, you know, a lot of the other songs on this album. Most of the other songs on this album are just Prince and a guitar. Like there's nothing else. So the fact that this、yeah. has like a full band, it really stands out as having like a, a kind of a thicker sound than a lot of the other songs on the album. Yeah, like the other songs I've covered have had more of a、uh, kind of like a studio feel almost. Like this one feels more organic, because like the other ones、yeah. feel like、uh, not electronic, but kind of like that Prince sound where it's like、uh, very、uh, 
he messed around with like everything in the studio and like a I mean, they're very produced yeah, like that, he, there we go he, very feel, you know he goes he goes back and he you know he layers vocals and he layers guitars and he you know adds more percussion and you know you know the last the last kind of the few albums that came out before this you know which were like um gold and uh you know symbol and chaos and disorder there was a lot of production on those <laughs> like yeah. none of those songs ever felt kind of intimate whereas this the entire of the truth is basically you know prince recording acoustically you know mostly you know the, he mm. kind of cheats it here and there but but this does feel like and i've said this about a few of the songs on this album it does kind of feel like it's kind of one take like it doesn't feel like he kind of went back and added tons more guitars or tons more percussion or it feels like the percussion that's there is because he's got three members of his band playing percussion when they aren't <laughs> playing their instruments like it feels like everything is being done on the first take um even though there are a couple of times where you can kind of hear prince going back and doing harmonies with yeah. his own vocals but it mostly just feels like you're you're listening to a band perform this song you know this song the first time in the studio yeah. rather than you know, Prince going back and adding yet another layer of, you know, guitars or, you know, a choir or strings or whatever, you know, it just, it feels very much like it's kind of the first, the first go through of the song. It has uh, kind of a more like raw, like uh, live feel to it. And that's what I like about this album. Like, uh, you know, I said this on a couple of other tracks, but you have that intimacy of, it feels like you're sitting in the studio and Prince is across from you playing a guitar and singing into the microphone directly. Like, it doesn't feel like Prince is kind of, you know, recorded the drums and then gone back and done, you know, six or seven vocals and then kind of like, there's a certain kind of, um, you know, raw feel to this album. Um, and even though this, this is, this feels like the most produced track on this album, but that's mostly because you have so many people on the track. I mean, at this point, you know, Prince has, hasn't had more than one person on any other track. So the fact that he's got like a four piece band backing him up <laughs> really feels like kind of, you know, a lot going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I feel like the subject as well, like the title fascination, you know, Prince kind of lays it out, you know, I want you, um, fascination. I want you. I do. That's kind of the chorus that will come back a, a few times. Um, but then he has, he has that kind of, you know, the idea of, um, you know, the, the kind of the, it's worth saying as well, this is like a fairly quick song as well. You know, the pace that they're playing at, it's, it's, you know, it's a high BPM. Um, but then that kind of feverishness kind of the lyrics where Prince, <laughs> Prince kind of, has the, again he kind of has this kind of talk singing kind of rapping style mm -hmm. um that he does in this particular song um you know where he, he talks about you know the art that you hoped to mirror um like leaves upon the sill <laughs> it's <laughs> like you know it's uh, like the dream you keep dreaming is better than the life you lead the papers run out in a day and 13 hours before the weed while you're trying to make sense of exactly what's going on the song is moving so quickly that you don't really get a chance to kind of analyze exactly what he's talking about but he does you know i feel like the second verse has like some of the more telling lines where he says you know um the rapper that gave well <laughs> the rapper that gave that head will thank his manager before the lord which is <laughs> like okay <laughs> you know so it's like you know the head of a record label is not as good as you know the lord he kind of takes it a slightly different direction when he says and the headache that you moan about feels better than the treatment would the pills are going to leave a side effect that'll take another pill to correct and the whole thing is leaving you feeling less than good and you're still high <laughs> and he keeps throughout the song actually saying and you're high and it's so high and so so whatever's going on here with this person you know they are they are high and they're trying to kind of you know take something to sort it out and you know i think i think the idea of like you know pills having side effects mm -hmm. that are worse than the thing they're treating 
I don't think that's... I mean, I'm not going to say that's never going to happen, because obviously, you know, a lot of pills have a lot of different side effects. Yeah, there's a whole thing, like, in, like, commercials for medicines of, like, the side effects include, like, diarrhea or, like, suicidal thoughts, where it's, like, <laughs> thought that's trying to help with diarrhea or whatever. Whatever. Yeah, but but the thing is, I've never like I've never known taking like a couple of paracetamol to make my headache worse. Like at the very least, it has no effect. You know, yeah. like at, at most, it will kind of relieve it for a, a couple of hours. But it's like I've never I've I don't think I've ever had anything where I've taken pills and it's made things like the side effects have been worse than the the thing they were trying to cure. Um, so I know that's a thing that can happen, and obviously, you know, there are people who, yeah. you know, there may have been tragic circumstances of people kind of taking pills to cure one thing, and it ended up being worse. But I don't know. I guess I guess the kind of the biggest example of this would be um, like chemotherapy is generally mm-hmm. seen as worse than like the effects of most cancers. It's like you can't kind of then extrapolate that out to all pills are bad, which seems to be what Prince is saying here, yeah. of like, don't take any pills. I mean... Yeah, it's just like anti-Christian scientist territory. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think, I think like, the idea of, you know, like, taking something and making things worse, again, like, it doesn't... Like, it's, a, it's, a, it's like an interesting idea and it's a nice bit of irony, but I don't know how, like, how much kind of, you know, kind of uh, weight you can kind of put behind that idea. Like, I, I like the lyrics are... To me, it's kind of like kind of like nonsense for the most part because I was not sure <laughs> what it's supposed to be about. Because like, it, I don't know, it just feels it feels secondary to the music because like the music is just so different compared to like a lot of the Prince songs I've heard. So I find myself just more entranced by like, oh, it's him doing like uh, a Latin jazz. Obviously, the, you know the the kind of punchline of this is when he's saying, you know. Um, the most vital thing you fought is the epitome of doom. You know, again, kind of the irony there of of the cure being mm. worse than you know the cancer. <clears throat> you know, you can wake up in a cold sweat because one of them is in your room. The singing on the telly makes more bucks than sense. And then, of course, so-called king gives birth to so-called prince. Now, the thing is, as well, is Prince had done this before because in in you know my name is Prince. Mm. There's a part of the rap where um, Tony M says you must become prince before you're king anyway. And that was seen as a shot at Michael Jackson, who, of course, people referred to as the King of Pop. Mm. And so I don't know if this is just like another shot. Like Tony M, of course, claimed that, you know, the, the line in My Name is Prince was not aimed at Michael Jackson. And, you know, this is you know, this is an acoustic album that was given away with another album. So I don't think it's really a high profile place for Prince to mm-hmm. kind of take a shot at Michael Jackson. But at the same time, you know, Prince would like to play with the fact that at this time no one could say his name. So he would just... I guess he would sometimes take excuses just to say the word Prince in a song so <laughs> other people couldn't. We maybe get a hint of what the actual song is mostly about, where it says, A breakup's bitter taste, still here when the love is gone, and the breaks you wish for finally come out come, comes among in song. And then, of course, he does this whole working it out, work, working it out, <laughs> where, the, where you've got some like stop-starts with the band. Um, and, of course, the, the song ends with like an a cappella fascination. Um but yeah, like at this point, Prince, you know, when he recorded this album, his, you know, his child, um, he was already uh, lost, mm-hmm. and he was already kind of in a very strained relationship with Maite, and so that fi- those final kind of four lines, I feel, are really what the song is about, which mm-hmm. is, you know, this this kind of imminent breakup. Uh, it took another couple of years before Prince and Maite kind of separated and, and actually kind of divorced, but still, you know, apparently it, it was very hard on their relationship losing their child, and so. You know that—that's why it feels like here is like you know breakups bitter taste. I mean, 
you know, that's about as kind of explicit as you can get. Um, of course, you know, we should never really read anything kind of autobiographical into Prince's songs, but this was recorded so close to, you know, that mm. tragedy that it, it feels like a little bit of his kind of seeping into the song. Um, you know, even if kind of the, most of the verses before this were kind of nonsense, <laughs> yeah. you know, th- those final lines are kind of, you know, and the fact that he says it finally, finally comes along in a song. It's like, oh, of course, <laughs> it's <laughs> like this, this is the song that it came along in, um, you know, this sentiment that Prince wants to express, um, even though, of course, he's mm-hmm. saying over and over again, fascination, I want you, I want you, I do. So it feels like he's trying to reassure Maite and say, look, you know, we, we're still in love, I still want you. But then at the same time, you know, that kind of last few lines kind of just slips out and, you know, makes you think, well, I don't know, is he really, like, is he really still fascinated? Is he really still in for it? You know, is he, does he really still want her? Um, mm. Although I, I like as well how in the middle he does just kind of ask, do you mind if I just watch you shake it? And, you know, Maite was, mm. you know, a belly dancer before she kind of got involved with Prince. So maybe that refers to her, you know, doing some belly dancing for him. Um I'm not sure, um, you know. As as with a lot of Prince songs, kind of the meaning is a little opaque. Um, but yeah, it's it's a welcome break on this album because this album has a lot of songs that are kind of roughly in the same mm-hmm. kind of mode. Uh, like I said, it's mostly just Prince and a guitar, and it does kind of feel like he did the whole thing in an afternoon. <laughs> um, so it's nice to have like a, a fuller band here and a kind of a slightly different production sound from the rest of the album. Um, you know, it does kind of break things up. And we have this weird little kind of introduction as well, like where there's kind of this weird kind of silence at the beginning for about 25 seconds that has this kind of very low, I don't know what it is, it's kind of sounds like a synthesizer or something doing something, and then the song kind of like starts up. And to me that feels like the hangover of the previous hmm. song because it really kind of is, it really fits more with the end of, you know, um, Cool as the Other Side of the Pillow than it does for Fascination. Um, so I'm not quite sure why it's there, but it's just a weird little kind of introduction um, to the to this particular song. Um, so I mean, for me, I would say uh, probably four out of five. Um, I feel like you know the fact that the I don't know the kind of even though the lyrics are mm-hmm. kind of like nonsense, um, I feel like it would have been nice if Prince had kind of maybe given him a, a bit more of a thought to them and kind of just, I know like kind of, you know, the mood of the song is probably more important than any kind of meaning, but you know, Prince has written songs that have had kind of like, you know, great meaning to them. And so, you know, occasionally when he just seems to be, you know, spewing out a bit of nonsense, it does feel like he kind of isn't fully trying. And it's like, you know, I get that this album it kind of has a very kind of improvisational feel, uh, but it it still doesn't mean you couldn't have gone back and, you know, tried to tighten up some of the lyrics here and there, you know, kind of give me a little bit more to kind of grip onto because I love the production style as well. You know, like, like I said, it's a, it's a break from most of the stuff on this album. So it's like, if it's going to be that well produced, you know, at least try and give me something a little bit more to think. Yeah, about. I'd go four out of five. I just like, it's stylistically different from everything else from him. I've ever heard. It's more raw, more like organic, <laughs> That's not like a hippie, but like you know what I mean. Like it's just a a, a different, yeah. uh, less produced sound, which is like oh he's like I didn't know like he was capable of not doing like not going out of his style. Cause I never like he has a certain sound which uh, I like the sound, but at the same time at certain points like you think can he ever comfortably leave that like safe space and. And this in this song he he really he leaves that like a 
leave, leave that safe space. And I was like, oh, he, you know, he can. He's a great, you know, musician. Regardless, he, he never played this live, uh, as with mm. a number of other songs, which I think is disappointing because this is, you know, with the full band, and this band did tour with him a little bit into like ninety, mm. I think ninety eight, ninety nine ish was around the time. I think Cat Dyson had left before that, but Rhonda St- Smith stuck around for a little while longer. So you know, it would have been nice to hear them do this live. I feel like you know, in a live setting, there would have been a chance for you know the band to kind of be spotlighted yeah. a little bit because it, you know it feels like one of those songs where they could kind of loop it for a few more minutes and just kind of have some solos in there or something. Um, you know, obviously, what with it having that kind of Latin jazz feel, that just feels like something where it's like, okay, and here is this person on, here's the bass, you know, here's the drums. Like, it just feels like it would have been great as yeah. that kind of thing. But, you know, unfortunately, Prince didn't do that. Um, so, you know, but uh, yeah, so I feel like we've said about as much as we can about fascination. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Spencer? Uh, yes, I have a podcast called High and Low, a Curacao podcast. It's where me and Joel uh, from. Uh, uh, from Plato Semi Outer Space, from one of our early, early episodes, if, if you're listening to this, he, uh, me and him go through every Kurosawa movie, pick another Japanese movie from that same year, uh, and we talk about them, just an excuse to watch old movies, basically. And um, we like Kurosawa, or just hearing two, two friends talk about movies, you know, that's not a bad movie podcast, you know, give us a shot. And, uh,. I was on the podcast Flixwise Canada talking about this African film called Darat. It's on uh, Amazon Prime if you watch it beforehand. And I'll be on uh, Flixwise Canada again uh, in probably a month from this recording. I'm not sure when it's coming out. Talking about the movie David and Lisa. Great stuff. You can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure why you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Spencer. You're welcome. And otherwise, goodbye. <laughs>